You're listening to the Life Origami Podcast. My name is Greg Dixon, co-founder with my wife Amethyst Dixon. This is season two, episode number six. Rigid versus willingness to learn. Well, welcome, welcome. Thanks for continuing to listen in this uh, week of early September. Not to date it, but there you go. So today we're talking about being rigid versus the willingness to learn. And it's sort of that fixed mindset, that rigidity, that hardening of the mind that we want to speak to. And doing this uh, versus thing this week, rigid versus willingness to learn. Uh, the last couple of shows we did bitter versus better. And uh, the other, the first show this week was values versus productivity. <clears throat> so here we are, rigid versus willingness to learn. So here's the thing. I, we At Life Origami, we believe that we never lose our ability to learn. We never lose that. We simply lose our willingness to learn sometimes. We, we lose that edge. We lose that openness, that desire to grow. We become comfortable. Because I guarantee you, learning is, and doing something for the first time, and learning is outside our comfort zone. But this unwillingness to learn is a symptom of something that I think is much more subtle and troublesome. I've already hinted at it early on here, is it's a sign of rigid thinking. I like to think of it as the rigor mortis of the mind. So it's, it's maybe it's a little bit morbid, but it's very illustrative. So when a body, when someone dies, the body goes into rigor mortis. It begins to stiffen as its first signs of deterioration. The first sign of our lack of our unwillingness, our lack of willingness to learn is when we become rigid in our points of view, our opinions, and our beliefs. And that rigid and stubborn thinking, I think based on my life experience and what I've learned through my study of Buddhism, is it's a form of clinging. Because what happens is we, when we're persistently stubborn and we're unwilling to face reality, or we're unwilling to release our position or our opinion, we have now, I think, begun to suffer from the, the, the setting. You know how uh, ice begins to harden? It slowly goes from being a liquid to a solid. We, free, we literally become frozen in our own thinking. It's a form of clinging. And when we're in this particular space, and I want to say, Every one of us experience, have experienced this at some parts of our, in our life. Or, we, you know, maybe listening to this, you, be, you become aware of a new level of, you know, rigidity or un, 
flexibility, the lack of flexibility in your life, that could be a sign of clinging. <clears throat> but when we're in this place, when we experience this rigidity, this lack of flexibility, this cl clinging, we also become unteachable. We become resistant and our mind closes. And that, my friends, is the opposite of learning. Because a mind that is open to learning is just, it's like an open door. You can walk through it. It welcomes opportunities. It welcomes new perspectives, new information, new experiences. And it's curious. I mean, that's the interesting thing is that an open mind is a curious mind. A closed mind is rigid. You know, we, we become rigid in our thinking and obsessed with being right no matter how much life might be trying to show us that we're wrong, that that, that that rigid position, that solid position is just not working for us. And usually, we, you know, you might even know of some areas in your life right now that really aren't working for you. So continuing to cling to a rigid state of mind is ridiculous. But it happens because you see, we, we convince ourselves that we're right. And when in fact, we, it's, that could simply be a form of denial. We cling to our, our position, our perspective, out of a, a need to be right. Because if we, if we didn't, if we had to face the fact that that wasn't working, that we weren't right, we could no longer be in denial. We would have to face it or we'd have to stuff it away and stuff it down. So <clears throat> rigid thinking doesn't help us grow in our lives. It actually hurts us and it prevents us from moving forward. Now we at Ally for Gammy, we believe the antidote to rigid thinking is to cultivate a, a willingness to see things as they are, not as you wish them to be, but to see the reality of your circumstances. This is like a gift. It's like it's, it's like a super it's like a superpower. It's like a superhero superpower. Being able to see and perceive and observe things the way they actually are without judgment with to begin to to begin to notice when you begin to exercise judgment, when you begin to cling to and hold on to the way you think things should be as opposed to the way things are when you're able to do that when you're able to gain that perspective to be some people call it being the observer to observe what's going on to see it and to say hmm that person's really upset right now as opposed to I don't know why that person is so upset they shouldn't be that way and we start shooting on them you know I would have done that if this you know we do this should would could have should have would have could have be caught in that trap <clears throat> now even if we deny the way things are even if we're not quite there yet or we might not be able to see the way things actually are eventually I promise you this, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your life. 
reality eventually catches up with you. Now, <clears throat> whether you call it karma, sowing and reaping, cause and effect, the truth is reality is unchanged. Things are the way they are. The way things are is the way they are. What changes is our willingness or our ability to actually see our current circumstances, whatever is going on in our life, whatever it is we're dealing with as it is for what it is. And that I think is the great gift that Buddha gave us is he said, I teach the way things are. And if you just think about that for a minute, if you could just teach yourself to see the way things are, I can, I can tell you that, you know, I learned this from one of my Buddhist teachers and it really did change my life because it eliminated a lot of my own angst and I've been able to shift from this seemingly endless treadmill of blame, shame, and guilt and actually because and actually step onto the path of my own dreams to step off the treadmill of blame shame and guilt onto the path of my own life my own dreams and you can do you you, you can do it's just you can do it you can do and you can too <laughs> you can do it it's a matter of observing when you're hardened when you become rigid, when you become inflexible, when you feel a need to defend yourself and defend your position, that's a sign of a hardening of the mind. Uh, you, you, you could even justify it. Well, but I'm right. You know, such and such is such and such. And you might, you might be right. But in the process of clean to being right, we can often miss the lesson and the gift of being the observer in the moment, being able to learn and grow to step out of what has been rigid and to step into what might be the, the possibility and the potential of our own lives. All right, so I'm sitting here with Amethyst. We're on the beach in our beach office <laughs> and we're just listening to that podcast episode about uh, rigid um, versus willingness to learn and one of the things I thought that I missed out on was the fact that desire attachment to desire attach anticipation of future events happening can also significantly create a hardening of the mind because we become transfixed obsessed with what might be, what's supposed to be, if so-and-so would do this, if so-and-so would right. do that. So that can lead to all kinds of uh, trouble. Um, if we have rigid thinking, then we also have a lot of worrying. What I'm thinking of is perhaps, let's say you have a budget and you've been doing spreadsheets and you have it written down that a certain amount of money is supposed to come in and it's supposed to come in all the time on this particular date and then, you know, you're expecting that, but... Um, you're not looking at the way it is, so you don't adjust your budget. Let's say the way it is is that you're not going to get paid for three more days than when you expect it to. So you have to adjust the dates and stuff for when you pay your bills or when you buy groceries and stuff like that. 
But right. when you get rigid, then you start going into the shoulds. Like, I should get paid on time. And how come? What's wrong with him? Why hasn't he paid me yet? And, um, and then the other thing that happens is you end up, when you get locked in that, you end up making decisions. You don't adjust your spending behavior. You right. end up running out of money. Things And then bounce. you got to wait three days. And then finally the money comes in, but you're already paying NSF charges on your or, checks. Or, and or you just, or you run out of money and you realize, maybe I should have waited. Because you didn't really... Well, so you weren't looking at the way things are. You weren't. You it, weren't. You were being rigid-minded, and you weren't looking and observing the way things are. Um, another thing that you talked about, though, with um, being rigid and how it um, uh, your your mind's not open. Right. And when your mind's not open, you can't um, you can't take advantage of opportunities. Okay. So what's happening when you're being rigid is you are also killing your the your potential. Oh, tell us about that. Well, I'm just <laughs> nothing. It's nothing magic. Well, 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 no, well but what it, I mean but it is, is, but it's an important point. So because okay, it, because um, it, you're saying it, there's potential opportunities that can come your way. But if you're being rigid-minded, you're not gonna notice it coming and slapping you on the face and saying, "Hey, look here, I am." Um, you know, here's your opportunity. Take it. And you're just sitting there observing it, and you're being rigid-minded, and you're all in your little nothing negative zone and yeah. you don't see anything besides what's in in your little tunnel exactly you don't see the opportunities so you outside you, your your reticular activation system which is what is your filtering system it, it's it's closed off in your brain it's like you're not noticing anything else you're or not paying attention or it's screaming at you trying to get your attention and you're ignoring it you're ignoring it yes because yeah. you're just sitting there in your should your should box <laughs> I don't know. Shoulda, coulda, woulda box. <laughs> the should throne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can have fun with that one. We'll, we won't, we won't we'll try go to there. keep it family friendly. <laughs> but people so know what it is. It's about being, so being close-minded and rigid isn't going to get you anywhere. What it's going to do is you're going to be sucked into your little comfort zone, getting always the same thing that you always got because you're not trying anything different. And Change and new stuff only happens when you're willing to try something that's out of your comfort zone. Which requires, oftentimes, you have to get off that treadmill of projection, judgment, and attachment Right. about the way things should be. I was thinking about that when you were talking earlier about the judgment part. Right. Um, we judge ourselves and we damage our potential when we're putting ourselves down and saying I can't do this I shouldn't do this I don't deserve to do this all the little roadblocks are caused from what's happening between our ears if we're always thinking about yeah. the negative and all your little negative self-talk you know the, that the that, nigglies that that roommate that that nasty <laughs> the roommate. roommate that lives between your ears yes I mean <laughs> The one that you can't evict because he's still on the he's still got three more months on the lease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I even forgot my point now. It was just <laughs> thinking oh, about we were having the fun. Yeah. But, but you know, but that's an. I, I think that the thing that came to mind for me while you were sharing that was that um, we get so wrapped up in the way we think things should be, we don't see the way things actually are we end up making those decisions but here's yes. Yes. we make the we make decisions that because it should be this way and we ignore oh an airplane going overhead we ignore uh 
the reality when we ignore reality. See, here's here's the little secret here that I wanted to bring up, is that if you want to, if you're feeling pressure, you're feeling anxious and frustrated, that is like your radar going off saying, "There's something coming. You're going to crash. Something you need to be paying attention to." So the key is to get present. And to, and, and to notice that it's actually happening. Listen yep. to your body, where the tension that's building in it, and yep. then this resistance. And then if you're paying attention to that, there's this, there's this void, this something that needs to be filled, this tension needs to, wants to be resolved. Yep. And then if you pay attention um, and start thinking of all the different opportunities and ways to solve your problem, being open-minded, not closed-minded, open to and flexible to trying something new, that's when you're flexible there's many paths to get to where you want to go exactly. many roads and, and where there's a will there's a way just like the song used to go exactly and like the budget example you 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 made yeah so if you've got things are changing in terms of time why not take the pressure off and change some payment dates negotiate negotiate yeah. changing some payment dates moving things around paying people at different times um changing altering your spending you're spending so that you don't get yourself in trouble or get right. get into a hole that you have to dig out later. So instead of maybe your your grocery budget is, um, I don't know, $500, say, for even purposes, $500, every two weeks you take 250 right? And you go buy your groceries. But then in, during the week, oh, we run out of milk, we run out of eggs. Oh, gee, we went and spent all our money on those uh, pineapples. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all those pineapples, they were a good deal, right? Oh, God, I had to get a dozen of them. And now we don't yeah. have money for milk, right? So $100 a pineapple, no milk. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know you end up uh, you didn't we're we living in hawaii now i guess you weren't flexible <laughs> Shush. you we weren't flexible on how we were going to spend our money we didn't think it out we weren't looking at our budget we just went out and said oh man you know look at all that lobster it's a great deal well it's only a great deal if you planned on buying that much lobster exactly. anyway so or, or you end up buying uh you end up uh you you you're at costco and you see this really great deal on uh, four bean salad, but you got to buy six uh, one-gallon jars deal, yeah. to get the deal. And then you're, you're eating uh, four, uh, four bean pickled salad for months. Instead of cereal, because you didn't have money to buy cereal, so you're having pickled right. beans for breakfast. Right. But there's all kinds of. But here, here's the interesting thing: there's all kinds of decisions we make like that every day, know, little minuscule. Uh, spending decisions to get ourselves in trouble, but it's it's a good example of that re rigid versus fle flexible. Seeing we, the biggest antidote to re being rigid and and anxiety is to actually suck up the courage, look at the truth of your situation, the reality of what is actually going on, and go, okay, now what? Now what? Is a powerful question. I was I almost I think I forgot a thought. Um, oh. It was about uh, paying attention to what everybody else is doing, um, comparing yourself and your lot. Oh, and good point. Not being um, observing the way things are, you know, like, oh, you know, my ex, they just built a new house. Now I want to build a new house too. But maybe you don't have the same funds coming in, but you're going to do it, God damn it, because, um, you know, he or she. So and so bought a Tesla. They got it, and I have to. Have a Toyota and <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't say that. Toyota's are great too, that's why we have one. Uh, exactly. um, 
But uh, you know, you go and compare yourself, then you go and get yourself into debt because you go and um, buy something that you can't afford because yeah. you're being rigid, this is what I want, this is what I, I should have. Um, so rigid versus, what was the topic here? Um, rigid versus <laughs> open-minded? <laughs> I don't know well, what that would the, be good. Hey. No, it's rigid versus willingness to learn. Willingness to learn, right. So if you're willing to If you're to willing learn, to learn, you've got to be open. You've got to be open-minded. Right. So then if you want to have this fancy house, let's say, then you've got to go to the bank and you have to talk to them and find out what it is you have to do. So we would go to the bank and we'd say, well, what do I need to do in order to be able to, um, you know, move up from my bungalow to mansion um, well maybe a mansion yeah sure <laughs> something that my ex has got <laughs> and uh, they say oh well you have to bring your credit up or you have to be making this amount for this length of time or you have to have done this or that and so you look at it and you're saying okay this is what I need to do rather than just jumping in uh, into the pot and burning yourself so that's rigid thinking. That's how it gets you in trouble. And if you do that, then you know you may wreck your credit rating, and then you're you're diminishing your potential to get what it is the effect that you want. So what you need to do is always stay in cause to get the effect you want. You can't stay in cause if your mind is closed, because mm. you are stuck in your rut of complacency and habits and patterns that aren't going to get you what you want you need to step out of your comfort zone and get into action try something new and be willing and flexible and ready to do to make the changes and change only happens in the growth zone and growth zone only happens when you're following your curiosity and your learning well son that, that's a good message you know the thing that I, the thing i was thinking about you ever heard the term reality bites? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. reality bites, like reality sucks. Do you know what? It only is that way if... Your glass is half empty, I suppose. Well, actually, what I was going to say, unless you learn to allow reality to be your guide, oh. allow reality to be the radar that goes blip, blip, hey... Pay attention to me. Yeah, I guess if you're not paying attention the way things are, um, then you're living in some sort of a no man's land uh, um, with your head up in the clouds and your feet aren't on the ground. Like well, right. And so, like for example, one one year I went and spent eight weeks in Hawaii. Came back in uh, mid-May. It was now spring. It was nice. I I lived in Hawaiian shirts and uh, short pants. All the way through November, and then eventually reality bit, and it was so cold I couldn't wear <laughs> short pants anymore. I had to wear long pants because it was too damn cold. No, I was here. Oh, okay. I back home, that. we came back that. home, yeah, right? So we're we're in <laughs> Hawaii from uh, for the months of May and April. Uh, we come back mid-May. Uh, it's now spring and summer. So reality so, is, is you're no longer in Hawaii. You better get some long pants on, or you're gonna freeze your right. You're gonna freeze your buttinski. Right now, that's that's an, a, a, perhaps a bizarre example, but it's something that popped into my mind. But we we do these, we play these kind of mental tricks on ourselves all the time, and it's because we're we. I think hope can be a very destructive thing that people uh, put on people. They, they hope that they're going to get a raise as opposed to work to make sure they get the raise. 
we hope can be very destructive and, and think, very negative. I think ego is constantly hoping for things that it uh, it wants. It's a very good point. Um, and it wants things because it has many fears, has many jealousies, it has many judgments, yeah. and yeah. So that's what I have. To and say. they got the egos got more stories than you've got defenses, unless you allow reality to be the me the mediator, reality to be the interrupter, because. Your ego can't ignore reality. The stories, if you if you want to stop telling stories and stop getting yourself in trouble in, in terms of your decision making or feeling anxious and frustrated, start looking at reality and it will it will change your perspective and your point of view. And when you change your point of view, suddenly now you see things with clarity and the decision and the path forward seems a lot simpler, doesn't it? And the only way to do that is to be the observer, to confront and examine what is going on in your circumstances and do it without the blame, shame, guilt beatings that the ego puts on us and all the negative dialogue between right. our ears. You be the observer, take a helicopter vantage view, watching the situation from above without getting immersed in all the, the negative thinking. And one trap with that, being the observer, one cautionary note I have is that when you're the observer, uh, oh. if you're not willing, you can observe something and go and dismiss it. Yeah. But, but if, if you're you not willing to learn, so the purpose is rigid versus willingness to learn is the title of this podcast. If you're not willing to observe and then adjust, mm -hmm. which mean, which the only way I know that I've learned something is I've changed my behavior. So I we're talking something. about action, going from being an observer and getting into being a participant. Excellent. So I think that's a great place to stop. We could go on and on. This is a huge subject, and this is, has significant potential to change the quality of your experience day to day. So I really encourage you to really look into this and see what, explore this idea. Try it out. Try it out for size. If you think we're full of BS or you have some observations oh, yeah. or contributions, let us know. If you have any questions or you want to learn more, just let us know and we'll just go on for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, or if you'd like to be on the podcast and kind of challenge us on some stuff, feel free. We could arrange that too. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank, keep listening. Keep, keep open. Continue to be the observer. And you can fly like a seagull above the, above the lake like we just saw. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to the show. We enjoy putting these out and having these conversations, and hopefully, you find them of value. My name's Greg Dixon, and uh, my share this business with my wife, Amethyst Dixon. It's called Life Organic Corporation, and we're We'd love to hear from you. If you've got ideas for show feedback on this particular episode, or if you just want to have a conversation, reach out to us. You can find us at Life Origami on Twitter or at Life Origami on Facebook. And you can find us at lifeorigami.com. If you want to subscribe to this episode, you can do that on uh, in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But if you'd like to go to anchor.fm slash L-I-F-E hyphen 
origami, O-R-G-A-M-I, then you can go there and listen. You can also leave us a voice message. You can give us feedback, uh, share ideas, uh, make suggestions. And if you'd like to talk to us, you can always reach us at area code 403-307-8281. Greg and Amy would be happy to chat with you anytime about any old thing. Schedule a permit. If you are unable to reach us, just leave us a message. Happy to chat anytime. Have a really great day, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.